Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Nathan LeBenz, the CEO of Waymark, the world's first input-free automated marketing platform for video. So we're talking video marketing and artificial intelligence. Thanks for downloading. Video marketing is hard. Uh, Coming up with ideas for video marketing is hard. Creating the actual video is hard. You know, it's really hard. So this week, I'm chatting to Nathan LeBenz. He's the CEO of Waymark, which is a video creation tool that uses AI to help you create video really quickly, including ideas, which is usually the hardest part, right? Uh, So stand by for lots of video marketing help, lots of advice, and insight. You can find Nathan on Twitter and LinkedIn, and you can find Waymark on their website and Facebook and LinkedIn. There's lots of links in the show notes, so go tap them. Uh, Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free, and I'd love it if you could give the pod a shout on social media. Subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Nathan was if he thought video converts better than text and image-based content. Yeah, I think it generally does. And, you know, sight, sound, and motion is kind of the reason why. It's, you know, mm-hmm. video as a multimodal, uh, which is a phrase that comes up more and more in AI these days, too. As a multi, multimodal medium, it engages more of the senses. You know, it's more immersive. There's more different ways that it can kind of hook into your attention in the first place. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge believer that there's really no such thing as truly one size fits all. So, yeah. When I'm talking, especially to small businesses, and you know, most of our business at Waymark is either small business or local business, or bigger businesses that serve those smaller businesses. So we sure. have partnerships with like cable companies and stuff like that. That you know, in the end, they're helping those small and local businesses create content. You know, get on the air, get their get their brand out there. So I've done a lot of kind of marketing consulting with small businesses over the years. One of the big things I always kind of say at the beginning is like, what kind of business are you and what drives people in the first place Hmm. to want to engage with you? And the canonical, you know, kind of text-based or search-based ad business that I always refer to is a plumber. If you have a plumbing emergency, you know, you don't really, in most cases, need a video to pop up in your feed to, you know, get you to take action. You're, it's the water, you know, that's in the wrong place that's going to get you motivated. And next thing you know, you'll be searching. And next thing you know, you'll be calling. And for businesses like that, you know, I don't think video is as critical. Um, although, in all honesty, one of the biggest low-hanging fruit that I see so many businesses miss, even in that search paradigm, is just not having really any content, oftentimes much at all, on their Google yeah. My Business profile, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which pops course. up. Yeah. Um, and you can put videos on there for free. Sure. And there's a lot of people who, even in that moment, you know, while they're searching, might be inclined to watch a little video about you. So I do think there's even you know, a lot of value there um, that's left on the table by businesses that are predominantly found via search. Yeah. But then there's the whole other side, um, which is you know, increasingly, like a, I think, a bigger and bigger share as we get more affluent and things become more about taste and fun and preferences, uh, there's just so many things that nobody ever searches for sure, because yes. they don't know they exist. Yeah, you know, It hasn't yeah, occurred yeah. to them. It's like a need. It's not exactly a need, but it's like, uh, that would be cool, you know, or it's a need that they only realize, you know, once it's been pointed out to them. 
And, you know, there's so many businesses in that category and those businesses really have to get out in front of an audience and introduce themselves. You know, yeah. I often yeah. refer to the, uh, you know, the oldest theory of marketing or advertising, the awareness theory. And it's, you know, pretty simple, but it remains true and even maybe more important in today's world with just so many things going on all the time. If people don't know that you exist, you know, certainly nothing is going to happen to change that. Um, so it's, it really is kind of on you as the, as the business to get out there. And I do think for that purpose, yeah, yeah, video yeah. is, you know, clearly the, the dominant form and, you know, that the proof is really just in the embrace of it, right? I mean, yeah. you could say yeah. stats, this, that, whatever, but you know, there's, there's certainly a reason that everybody is, uh, where possible, where they have the resources, you know, making the, the video content to, to make those introductions with target customers. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned about a plumber because I, I, I could imagine nobody's going to sit there and watch a plumber fix a, a pipe or, a, a, you know, do fix your toilet or something. I mean, it's like, no. But but I would imagine that if you had something on your Google's My, Google My Business profile or you had something on your website, that actually just introduced you. You can, you can lift your trust and authority levels. Would you agree? Yeah, tremendously. Hmm. I mean, people, you know, like trust and know, you know, it's kind of the, yeah. uh, well, I guess I said that in the, the, the wrong order. Know, like, and trust yeah, is, yeah, the, yeah. is the order yeah. in which it typically goes. But, you know, you've got to get introduced first, right? So I think you're totally right. Um, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of videos and a lot of different levels of investment that you could put into a video that would introduce you on a Google My Business type profile. But you know, they could be very simple and they could still be very valuable because most people don't have them. And just, you know, putting a face in front of somebody uh, can be really valuable. Just, yeah. you know, giving yeah, it, yeah. a short introduction to what your kind of values are as a business, you know, or if you're a family owned business, you've been around for a while, just these little things that people can kind of latch onto and say, you know, that sounds pretty good. And it's just a matter of making them aware in, yeah. in many, many cases. Are most folks when they use Waymark, are they creating short videos? Are, the, are, are we talking really short videos here? Yeah, really short in today's world, you know, can, can yeah. make you different things. We're, we're definitely not creating long form. Our platform is really about marketing and advertising content more than anything else. Yeah. People do use it to create other things, but, you know, definitely the center yeah. of the bullseye for us is marketing and advertising. And exactly the nature of what video people create really depends on where they plan to publish. We do a lot of work, as I mentioned, with TV companies. Sure. And in the context of TV, you have really two options and you have to fit the specs exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you've got yeah. 15 second commercial and you've got 30 second commercial. Yeah. And you know the, the tech specs are fairly exacting there. Um, 30 seconds is exactly 30 seconds, right? It is to the number of frames, if you don't have exactly the right number of frames, it won't air. Yeah. And there's additional, you know, requirements there too around how loud can the sound be and, you know, where can text sure. appear on yeah. the screen and all those kind of quality control yeah. things. So one of the value adds that we offer is just all that stuff is kind of taken care of. You don't have to think about any of it. If yeah. you want a TV commercial, you can choose basically I want a 15 second or I want a 30 second. Yeah. Tell us what you want. And this gets into the AI side of things, but literally natural language experience of just tell us what it is that you're looking for. And then we'll use all these AI tools to create it. And then we also, of course, do a lot of social stuff as well. That does tend to be even shorter. Mm. We find that our customers tend to gravitate toward the kind of as long as possible 
yeah. that's permitted by the platform. So we do a lot of 15 second videos for social because just the way all the advertising requirements and, and different you know placements work out, 15 seconds is kind of the center of the Venn diagram where it's like any longer and you're ineligible for a lot of placements, sure. but any shorter and people feel like there's more that they want to say, which is a chronic problem. I mean, people always feel like there's more that they yeah, want to say. It is, yeah, because it's really weird because if you look at the different formats, we'll sit and watch a 30-second commercial on TV and we don't have too much fun. We might irritate us. You might hit, hit fast-forward a little bit or something if you pre-recorded it. But then 30 seconds on a YouTube video, that seems like forever. I mean, it's like the whole your whole life's flashing before you. Yeah, the stats on, and of course, YouTube will often at least hold you there for six seconds, yes. you know, to, to make sure and you e at least get even some. Even that seems like a really long time. Especially if you're not interested in it, right? Yeah, I mean, it, sure. it so much depends on whether, you know, the connection is made in those first couple seconds. I always think about the Facebook stats where, you know, they'll show you these curves, and YouTube does this too, but I've, I've spent more time with the Facebook data. They'll show you a curve of out of all the people that your video or, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a video, but mm. the, the curve is usually for video. Your video pops up for all these people. How many of them are still watching after one second, after two seconds, after three seconds, and then all the way through, you know, to the length of your video. But the, the really key point is typically 90% or more have moved on within the first three seconds. Sure, yeah. You've lost maybe half already within one second. Yeah. And, you know, by three, you're at kind of 90% have gone. And that's if you're doing a decent job. If you're doing a bad job, your creative isn't working, you may <laughs> yeah. be losing 98% by yeah. the end of three seconds. So yeah. it's scary, really isn't have... it? It's scary, isn't it, really, when you think about it? You've got you to get all your message in, or as much of your message as you can into three seconds. Yeah, I think I kind of think of it as you have to earn the the additional time, you know, sure. it, it's a, and it's a very, just a, obviously it's not a very reasoned decision on the part of the viewer. They're not sitting there and, and forming like explicit thoughts about, I like this, I don't like this, yeah. or, you know, is my time well spent here? There's no time for any of that. They're yeah. just kind of uh, taking it in briefly, forming, in most cases, I think a nonverbal yeah. feeling about it, yeah. and then just you know, flicking the thumb or not flicking the thumb to kind of see what comes next. So, yeah, it is a really, and that again, I think is why video is an advantage, right? I mean, if you had an image, the image can be really striking, but, you know, obviously there's just so much more you can do with a video in those first one to three seconds to sure. try to hook the user in for, you know, come along for this ride and, and really learn a little bit more about us. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely much easier to do with video. Yeah. Um, what about captions? Because I, I was thinking the other week, I hardly ever watch a video, particularly online, I'm, I'm particularly on my phone, I hardly ever watch one with the sound on. Um, I, it's usually with the sound off. So, so do we need to caption everything we, we create, really, do you think? Yeah, I think it depends. You know, Again, I don't think there's any one-size-fits-all, but mm. I definitely think creating for the platform and with the idiosyncrasies of the platform in mind is critical to really maximizing your performance or even, you know, achieving acceptable performance. Yeah. So, you know, it varies. Like on TV, most of the time, people will have the sound on. Certainly sure. there are people yeah. that, you know, yeah. have a football game on or whatever in the background with the sound off. But typically I would say if you're doing something on TV, 
you can assume people are going to be listening. You don't yeah. have to really worry too much about captions. Flip side, on Facebook, as you said, you know, it's definitely silent by default. And I think the captions matter. But again, you really, it's, it's more about those first couple seconds to then bring people in. And then, you know, your captions can start to help sustain the attention and, and yeah. communicate more as you go through, you know, the remaining time. YouTube is also probably more like TV. I think, you know, typically sure. people are not watching YouTube on silent. Sure. So just thinking about the platform, I think, is is really key there. Yeah. But certainly, you know, Facebook, we, and we keep this in mind, absolutely, in all the content that we're creating for our customers. If it's Facebook, you got to be... You see, you know, sound is a bonus. You earn the sound being turned on. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and if yeah. you don't earn it, then yeah, the sound yeah. won't matter. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I was looking through your website, the Waymark website. It's pretty cool because video is, is hard. It's harder than audio. It's why, I do a, it's why I do a podcast and it's just audio because it's really easy to edit. Um, video is harder. So how does Waymark kind of make video creation easier? Well, we, uh, we've worked at it from a lot of angles for a long time. And there's recently been, with the emergence of all these incredible new AI breakthroughs over the last couple of years, hmm. there's really been a phase change in how we help. But just brief history, you know, going back a couple of years, our observation was, you know, pretty classic, right? As you yeah. just said, video is hard to create. It's time-consuming to edit. It's yeah. expensive you know, shooting the video in the first place, you know, the yeah. equipment is expensive, yeah. the crew yeah. is expensive. And we just saw so many things. It's almost, you know, it's almost like the canonical misstep, right? Is you go to the about page of a local business or whatever, and they've got a three minute video that hangs out on their about page yeah. that they, you know, probably paid a few thousand dollars for or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And nobody is watching, watching it. it. Yes. And it's not really appropriate <laughs> for these other platforms either. And typically, you know, the first couple cent first couple seconds, um, I think maybe man, people make this mistake so so often. First couple seconds it feels like you're in the first scene of a movie, you know, where it's like, Well, you're misunderstanding what you're doing here. You know, the people did not buy a ticket and sit down in a theater to watch this video. They're not like ready to be, you know, immersed and, and make this investment of time you got to come out quick you know and, and say something so we yeah. see that mistake all the time and we kind of thought let's make a platform that will make this way faster so people can do way more so they can do it way more often and you know the natural approach to that was we will and we have built a great creative team that that creates all these amazing really professional grade templates sure the templates then are super easy to customize by you and you can customize them on lots of different dimensions. Yep. You know, that's from your brand colors to choosing music to, you know, all the different aspects. Um, but we can still ensure that all those best practices are embodied in the final product. Yeah. So one of the things about our platform that's a little different from others is we kind of emphasize the best practices and the trade-off that we make there is we're less flexible than some of the other tools. So if you come in and you say, all right, I want to make a 15 second vertical video for the Facebook newsfeed, or I want to make a 30 second TV commercial, whatever, yeah. you choose something, it is guaranteed that no matter what you do, you're going to get something that will satisfy those requirements. Sure. That's a big reason that the, you know, the TV companies love us too, because the social media can be more flexible. You don't have to be exactly 15. You can be 14 and a half. They'll yeah, still yeah, accept yeah. it. Yeah. On TV, you know, 29 and a half second commercial, like it's, there, there is yeah, no, it's no good. There is yeah. no space for that. Yeah. 
So ensuring that you have the degrees of freedom to say what you want to say, to make it yours, you know, to, to create something that you're proud of, but then at the same time, keeping you on the rails. So even if you're not a video professional, and of course, you know, our users are not video professionals, you can still get something that meets the requirements so you can get it on the air, so you yeah. can, you know, reach the audience, so you can achieve your goals. And a lot of that over the last you know, few years was really about making an intuitive, easy to use experience. And we worked really hard to get to a point where we could say, if you can fill out a form on the web, then you can use this product and you'll be able to make video. Right. But what we kind of found, and I, I, I'm forming this theory now of kind of three waves of creative technology. Wave one would be like Adobe. That's like the video pros, right? People that really make content creation their profession and, you know, yeah. master these super advanced tools. Yeah. And then part wave two is like what I just described, you know, an easier to use thing. You don't have to be a professional, you know, if you're just the, the, the CEO of Canva talks about people who are a little bit creative, yeah. um, then you can still, you know, make this work for you. Sure. But what we found, even having done a lot of that work and having truly made it pretty easy when we'd sit down with people a lot of times and say, well, what could we do to make this you know, even more useful for you? Or what could we do so that you would use it more? You know, is there any way we can make it easier? Is there any way we can make it simpler? A lot of people would tell us, well, it's not that it's not easy and simple. Like it is easy and simple. The yeah. problem is I don't really know what to say, you know, or sure. most days yes. I don't have anything to say at all. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm busy doing other things. So just even having the impulse to create any content I just don't always have it. Yeah, that can sometimes and, be the hardest part, can't it? Knowing, yeah, and yeah. I think that's, you know, in terms of the percentage of people that can use these these different waves of technology, you know, the Adobe kind of power tool set is maybe like 1% of people, yeah. you know, that can really take it full advantage of those highly powerful tools and all the customization and, you know, creativity that that affords. In the second phase, you know, it's maybe 20% of people, maybe it's a third of people, whatever. Sure. But as you said, it is still, for many people, the hardest part is, well, what do I say? Yeah. So the new thing for us now, and the, I think the thing that is going to, you know, allow everyone to create, and that's the third wave, is the AI-driven creative process. Yeah. So we've started to develop some new mantras that are like, AI beats UI, <laughs> and done, done for you by yeah. AI yeah. beats do-it-yourself. Yeah. The, the AI side of it fascinates me because I'm not a cynic, but, but, but I'm, I, I, I think I'm more of an AI realist in, in a way. Um, how clever is the AI? And do you think that we're in danger of creating, I mean, we already are, humans are already doing it, I suppose, on the web. But do you think we're in danger of creating too much of the same styled boilerplate content? Yeah, I mean, two pieces there. How hmm. clever is the AI? I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about this and trying to characterize the different AIs that are out now. I would say that the, the best of what is public right now, which is probably either Chet GPT yeah. from OpenAI, or um, if you go into their paid product and use the API, the latest model is called Text DaVinci 003 which yeah. is obviously a mouthful. Those two are basically similarly powerful, uh, but the difference is that ChatGPT is kind of formed into this more like interactive dialogue 
sure. type of experience. Whereas the other one that you use through the API, you just give it instructions and yeah, it doesn't yeah. really have the same kind of like personality, sure. um, but it's similarly capable and it will just kind of do, you know, whatever you ask it to do. So those now I would say are hitting kind of high school grad to early college level of general intelligence and capability. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. And that's measured in a lot of different ways, right? There's in yeah. the AI space, there are benchmarks galore. Um, one of the things that's been really fascinating to see over the last couple of years is how many benchmarks have now kind of become obsolete. You know, there were yeah. things that it was like, we're making progress, we're making progress. And now the last couple of generations for many of these benchmarks are like, well, it can now do that at a human level. Yeah. Um, so these little puzzles, you know, some of them are being obsolete. People are bringing out new puzzles, but the new things that people are creating to measure the latest AIs are like, there's a, there's a great data set or a great, it's, it's a ben, data set slash benchmark called MMLU, um, which is basically the full university curriculum across all subjects. Right. And testing the latest AIs on that, you're getting, you know, kind of like freshman, maybe sophomore level performance in right. Uh, you know, from a, from a, you know, average yeah. university student, let's say. Yeah. That's also, I mean, that's, that's, pre I mean, that's that pretty good. That's really glass. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's amazing. That, yeah. It is. It's incredible. I find that incredible. That, that, that is fantastic. But what concerns me is that when you, as soon as you hit LinkedIn, particularly, you've got the folks out there that are already telling you that, that kind of like AI is going to, is going to get everybody in the creative industry fired because it can do everything right now. It can make a movie. It can, it can write a book. It can do everything. It's amazing. It's incredible. But it's, like you said, it's, it's nowhere near that yet, really, is it? Well, it's improving so fast. Yeah, I mm. really don't know what the next couple of years are going to hold. But if you extrapolate recent progress, even just a year or two, out into the future, I do think a lot of those scenarios are yeah. more realistic than they may sure. initially appear. I can, and, I know, can see it happening in the future, but I think. Do you think there needs to be kind of like? Do you think we need we need to ignore the hype and kind of like figure out where the hype is and and understand the levels of of where the AI and how clever it is and where it is? I think understanding it is yeah is super important. I, the way I think about it right now for Waymark and for honestly just me as a person yeah. is there are a ton of things coming out daily. You know, we're literally seeing dozens of new products come out every day. Most of them will be short lived. Most of them yeah. are kind yeah. of, they show a new or interesting concept, but that concept is probably not enough to sustain a product sure. you know, or a, certainly let alone a business long term. So I think it's definitely worth kind of scanning the horizon and keeping in mind that like a lot of these new ideas will be incorporated into everyday tools, but yeah. these kind of one-off things that people are launching, you know, very few of them will mature into those things that we use on a daily basis. But yeah. I do think the core AIs are, they are getting much, much better very, very quickly. I mean, we've talked about language. I think over the next year, we'll probably see that the AIs will go from like early college student to like early grad student level. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's a significant leap and it really expands the amount of cognitive work that could be delegated to or, sure. you know, yeah. semi-automated or even automated by 
different AIs. So I do think it's going to be hugely impactful technology. And I think the timeline is so short and it's happening so fast that I'm less concerned with, you know, being overly tricked by the hype and more concerned with, with trying to figure out where, I mean, there is plenty of hype, but oh, yeah. Yeah. more concerned with yeah. like, what is going to happen over the next year or two and how can I, and you know, in my company, how can we be ready for that and poised to take advantage of it as it is coming online? And those are not easy questions. Sure. The flip side too is, or not the flip side, but the other kind of, let's say branch of generative AI that has obviously made a ton of news and is very relevant to Waymark and I think will be relevant mm. to everybody in marketing is the art creation side. Sure, yes. People are probably yeah. aware of Dolly 2 and yeah. probably Stable Diffusion and you know that's been open sourced and obviously turned into a million different products. Yeah. But again, the, the pace of progress is just insane. Like I started to pay attention to AI art a little more than a year ago. Yeah. And at that time, there were just a few very early practitioners. There's a, a woman who goes by Rivers Have Wings. Her name yeah. is Catherine Krausen, I believe is, is the right pronunciation. I apologize if I'm getting that wrong, yeah. but I follow her on Twitter as Rivers Have Wings. You go back in her Facebook or her Twitter feed from a little over a year ago. She's a, a pioneer in this technology that's both creating the models, figuring out the techniques, and just was yeah. super prolific with the art itself. But, you know, it's, she's very clearly a year ago just starting to crack the problem. And it's only been a little bit more than a year sure. since her kind of initial explorations that Dolly 2 came out. And then she was actually involved in creating Stable Diffusion. And then now we're already on Stable Diffusion like 2.2 or something. Yeah, yeah. And on top of everything else, the you know, the pace of generation is now so much faster. When you first saw Dolly 2, you put in your, you know, request for image yeah. and aka your prompt and you'd wait, you know, a handful of seconds to get an image back. Yeah. Now, Stable Diffusion, the latest version, can generate 30 images a second. So what's notable about that is that's the same number of frames that are in video, right? So we're, they're yeah, now able to yeah. generate a frame in real time at the same pace at yes, which... Yeah. You watch a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating stuff. I, mean, I talk for hours and hours about all of this. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how everything goes over the next year or two. Um, where can we find you, Nathan? Where's your website? Where's Waymark? Where, where's your social media bits? Where can we see this fabulous video that you create? Yes, well, Waymark is online at waymark.com. Mm -hmm. And anybody can go right from the homepage. There's a, a quick link to the demo. And again, the, the simple experience there is just... It's really built mostly for local and small businesses. So tell us the yeah, business yeah. that you're trying to create content for. We'll create that synthetic profile based on everything you've already got online. Then kind of tell us what you're trying to create. Yeah. You know, sit back and let the AI create it, and then you can watch it. And I uh, am on you know all, all the social media, but my uh, focus recently has been on Twitter, and I am just at Labenz on Twitter, and mostly tweeting about. Uh, AI, whether it's language model or art, you name it. But yeah, uh, it's pretty much all AI content for me these days. Fantastic. Nathan, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John. This has been fun. Thanks again to Nathan for his time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing 
podcast. Thanks for listening.